Hi, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast, where we share positive stories and suggestions about finding hope, resources, and connections to help us all get through hard times. I'm Karen Sullivan, a mom, an author, and a stage four cancer patient who's always looking around me for inspiration. I believe in surrounding myself with people and experiences that make me smile. And that's what I'm hoping to do for you today. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. I am so excited to introduce you to Rachel Beller, America's go-to for weight management and cancer nutrition. Rachel's here to spread some light on healthy habits, nutrition, and the secret of spices. Rachel's a registered dietitian nutritionist, whom after working a decade at state-of-the-art cancer research hospitals, started her own business, Beller Nutritional Institute. She's a three-time best-selling author, a successful entrepreneur, and a media contributor to so many outlets, including many of my favorites like Good Morning America, CNN, Rachel Ray, as well as Vogue, Glamour, and many more. Rachel's written a ton of books, and I read her latest, Spice Rack, in a weekend. She's this beautiful balance of sharing scientific information while also making it accessible to her readers. And while she works in the heart of Beverly Hills with many celebrity clients, her books, her masterclass, and her energy is motivational and relatable for everyone. Rachel, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am that you are here today. The listeners are going to love you, and I'm sure they already know you and love you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Really an honor. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited about this opportunity with you. Anytime I can pick somebody's brain about wellness, well-being, and what are some of the key components, especially nutrition, I I love doing it. It really does, we'll say, fill my cup or maybe <laughs> fill my bowl if I'm going to have some puns here. And I know a lot of these listeners because they came to me from all over and possibly when I started Pretty Wellness, my own um, you know, small company where we talked about small steps towards better health and wellness. And so I'm, I'm super excited that we're going to pick your brain today I would like you first to tell us a little bit about yourself, though, so listeners who might be new to you can get a little bit of, okay, I'm going to be so cheesy, again, flavor of <laughs> what you're going to, of, of who you are. So I, um, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, as you mentioned, and I specialize in weight management and cancer risk reduction. Um, I started my career as a registered dietitian, not sure what direction to take, um, unfortunately my father was diagnosed with cancer and, uh, my family and I, we were looking for, for information and ways to support him through his treatment and just with a nutritional approach to complement his care. And we hit a roadblock. It was very hard to get support throughout somebody to answer our questions and, and really guide us through that journey. And that, that seemed like too much of a challenge. I felt like there was a gap to fill something that we could do that I could do to help families who are going through this journey in a way that uh, provides them evidence-based support and a real handheld approach. The weight management side came about is that I personally struggled with my weight as a young teen and into my adulthood, even during graduate school. And then when I learned about the correlation and the association between having excess, and I stress excess body weight and uh, the increased 
for multiple cancers, I thought to myself, I could combine my knowledge base with uh, the ways and the strategies that I uh, empowered myself to change how I think about the power of food and get myself and, and lift myself from some, I would say darkness. Um, right, I used yeah. to cover up and I used to feel uncomfortable, um, but I really found a way to change how I think about the power of food, bring myself to see more light and more happiness and more joy in what I'm choosing to eat that yields a return and supports my body. And then also address um, the cancer risk reduction and really put that together into something that I would pursue both on a personal level, but also professionally. And that drove me. That was my passion. That was my drive um, throughout my career and along with taking some risks. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I'm eating this up. I, I love it. When I was first diagnosed with cancer, for those of you who are listening, I'm a two-time cancer survivor. And the first time I was a great patient, um, I'd like to still think I'm a good patient. You are. Uh, but I did what the doctors told me and, you know, check, 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 check. And I went into remission for a number of years. Nine years later, when it came back this time, stage four, I felt like I needed to do something more myself, which is how I jumped into call it the wellness circles and I looked at nutrition you were saying how again there was this void of information and I think to an extent there's a lot more out now because we've got access to so many different platforms yeah. to connect with people to connect with outlets however at the time there weren't that many and when I started learning about how food can fuel you and I know you write about this is like and Hippocrates said, food is thy medicine. When you start to actually do it, yes, it's when you feel differently. And I say that to anybody out here who's, who's thinking like, oh, you know, I know I should, but I don't know. I don't have time. Maybe I'll try yeah. and eat better. Listen, I think there's so much hardship around food in the world. Obviously, you know, and, I, and what I'm talking about hardship Listen, there's so many practitioners. There's psychologists you can talk to about food challenges. There's holistic practitioners. There's dietitians. Um, you have a master class. There's all sorts of ways that, that we can have a very long conversation about the hardship of food. But I would love for you to talk to listeners who want to start on like, hey, it's hard to get over that hump and make some changes because it's going to help you know, I believe you're going to yeah. say it's going to help with prevention. And I'm here Absolutely. to jump from the mountaintops and say, you will feel better. I'm sure you'll say that too. Oh yeah, I, I can speak to the harsh treatments that I have gone through through the years, but my diet and the things I've done. So whether you've got a chronic illness or not, I think you will feel better. So I want to throw it to you and, and just jump in and please share yeah. some of the ways. Look, I think that um, one of the key things that I do convey to my patients and my masterclass participants is to come and operate from a place of, uh, not from a place of fear, 
People think about eating a certain way in the fear of the future, the fear of a future, whether it be recurrence or uh, developing disease or, you know, so, something like that. And, and it's okay to think that way because we, we like to uh, invest in ourselves for our security of the future. We do it financially, we do it by other means. And I think that's perfectly okay. One thing that has to be part of the package that is to really think about that you're also doing it for the pleasures of today. So doing it so you can feel better right now, both from a psychological perspective, physically, you're feeling good, but also knowing that you're doing it in investing in your future as well. So it's a dual function. And that's really important because I find that a lot of people come to me um, in the fear of the future, really thinking about the investment in their future, but you've got to invest in today. There's a way to find the pleasure. And that's why I stressed um, the changing in how you think about the power food. That is when I've captured a patient. I know that we're going in the right direction is when you turn a switch where you're not looking at um, compromising or restricting or something like that. You're thinking about loving what you're doing and loving the new way or a different way that you're eating in a way that um, is very empowering. And I will say that you'll find it's, it's empowering because you're making these changes for today, how you feel, for yeah. the future, and you're finding different ways to fuel yourself that you might like. For instance, one of your recipes you talk about, you know, I'll call it an apple crisp, like a modern day healthy-ish apple crisp. You had suggested using, I think it was um, almond flour. Mm -hmm. And then of course, because you're an expert on spices, which I want to, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> some various like cinnamons and yes. how, what is it? Ceylon cinnamon? Ceylon cinnamon, yes. Cinnamon, yeah, so, Ceylon cinnamon. Yeah. Um, spices is, is, it's a big world for me. I look, when you work in oncology, it's, you realize, and you hear so much about different products that are being, being touted to patients. And in a way that it, it's so overwhelming, there's so much noise going on in, in, in one's mind. The neighbor comes out with, with a suggestion and everyone, everyone has something to say about what you should or shouldn't be eating. Ultimately, what I do want to say, which is important, is the best gift one can give themselves is to commit to starting to figure out a method that would fit into their lifestyle when it comes to nutrition. It's almost like psychosocial support. You're going to get little tips about behavioral tips and different things from different people, but until you connect with an expert that starts to understand your world and starts to integrate some positivity and real, a method by which for you to follow and integrate things in a way that can stick until you 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 really think about that. Um, th that's one of the greatest given. That's the, the goal of my masterclass also is to really feel like I'm taking these women through a journey that will set them up for, for long-term success and to crowd out all the little uh, tips that they're getting on Instagram. Those are great, but really you want to understand comprehensively that you've got a game plan and it is a good evidence-based game plan. 
So that I I do want to say, because that is so important. And I think that's where there's a, um, a void when it comes to care is you're going to get a little bit of uh, information like eat more turmeric, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but where does that fit? That's one piece of a puzzle. That's huge. Do you have a meal building strategy? I do. I do. And, and that's part of that, uh, the simplicity that I like to offer. So like in my book, uh, Spice Rack, I'll give uh, a method, a no brainer, a, a quick method for you to think about how to build your meals in a way that is simple, but is cancer protective that thinks about things comprehensively, but having a support system and having uh, someone to guide you is so important. Okay. So spicy, sorry, I diverted. (laughs) I love it. Well, it, it, as I read through the book, I know that that's something, obviously not only you're an expert and you're super passionate about it. And again, it's the science. There's so much evidence, but I don't want to talk about it. I want you to it's so simple. I fell in love with the power of spicing. I, um, again, patients can be sold all kinds of superpower foods and whatnot, right? But one day I came across an article from the American Institute for Cancer Research, which is, uh, which is amazing. And it was titled the, the Spices for Cancer Protection. And I thought, wow, this is so simple. And there's so much evidence and anybody can do this and they probably already have it in their pantries. We just need to highlight it and make people feel empowered and and share. So then I dug further into it uh, with my team and and saw another uh, study that analyzed um, using a frap assay, like 3,100 different foods and spices were at the tippy top. They're so concentrated in antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that a little bit can go such a long way. It can double, triple the antioxidant value of just about any meal. So for example, like I, um, after this, we'll be having my breakfast that I keep real simple right here. Um, and so this is my overnight oats and what I have here are sprouted um, rolled oats, a fiber booster. I used basil seeds today. I used my um, golden breakfast blend. I love that you have your own blends oh, yeah. of, of the spicing. It makes sense because while you said, yes, we have this in our cabinet. Yeah, listen, we're, we all get busy and the measuring the right amounts is yep. easy. Yeah. It makes it easier. Yes. I had a patient of mine who kept bugging me to put them together. And I said, look, Matt, I'm a dietitian. I'm not a chef, but he's like, you can do it. And so it took me about three years to develop and think about the synergistic effect of what spices work best with others. Um, so like the golden breakfast has pure raw cacao, uh, ginger, I'm sorry, uh, turmeric and Ceylon cinnamon. And there's synergy. So uh, cacao has uh, a compound in, in there that um, that helps your body absorb more of the active compound in turmeric, the curcumin, synergistic effect, rich in polyphenols, good, good stuff. The flavor needs to work, but I just add it in there, really simple. And what's great is that you take a bowl of oats and if you add um, some of the spice blend, you can almost double, triple the antioxidant value. In fact, um, we did one analysis that looked at a bowl of oatmeal before you spiced it. And the antioxidant value was about 136. And after you added a teaspoon of a spice blend, 
it went all the way up to 1,296. That's nearly- I mean, that's incredible. My jaw is dropping. It's insane. And it's so simple. And so, uh, and natural, there's nothing added. There's nothing going on there. So uh, that that's important. Um, the simplicity of one's diet is very important. If this was complicated, you would not find me eating this. Um, right. I wouldn't do it. And, and when- <laughs> Talking about the apple crisp that I made, uh, that was I was inspired by one of your recipes, is or you know the the fake apple crisp. It was delicious, and I just used a t- you know for for sweetener you had suggested using date syrup. Mm-hmm. I used a little bit of date syrup, and then I used a combination spice of like of the spices yeah. and a little bit of uh, what I say almond, almond flour. Yep which when baked, and then I baked it for 40 minutes. I used two or three apples. The house smelled delicious, first of all, from the spices. And I got a little bit of crispiness because of the flour. And here, it I felt like I was eating the center of an apple pie or an apple crisp. My favorite. It is nutritious. I have the the just power of the antioxidants and the spicing in there because I use this blend that you talk about. Yeah. And you know, like I said, it, it was delicious. So, yeah. and that was just one thing that I think adding to your point is not only is it nutritious, but it actually, uh, it, it it changes your palate a little yeah. bit is that it's, it was a new taste to me Yeah, because normally I'm just eating a crisp raw apple. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing how, um, we can integrate these foods and start to fall in love with them and say, like, I make that apple crisp all the, it's one of my favorite things actually. And I find it tasting better the next day out of the fridge. Really, Ooh. really good. Really good. I think sadly um, I probably ate too much, but <laughs> can you tell us about like, what are your favorite spice combinations for potency? You've just talked about cacao, turmeric, and the Ceylon cinnamon. And Ceylon cinnamon. Um, and I love the Cinepeel Spicer blend um, is another one that's simple. It's Ceylon cinnamon, a little bit of um, organic uh, granulated orange peel and okay. ginger. And again, if it's something that tastes great, you've got this combination. Um, the granulated orange peel has um, hesperidine and limonene, which are very supportive when it comes to breast health. Uh, just knowing and understanding that you have these things, but is, is very empowering, but, but something I do want to mention with nutrition and why it's important to, to establish and acknowledge that you have a method that you're following. The reason is with nutrition, you're going for that cumulative effect over time because you, you want to use something, um, for a period of time for it to make a difference just like research studies, there's an intervention period for an outcome, right? And and so the same with your food, you wanna be consistent. So with spicing, for example, there are some blends that lend to the AM routine, your breakfast. And then there are other ones, like the most popular one is the Vegitude Power. Vegitude Power is known to go, I mean, I can visualize all my masterclass participants are like, yeah, I use it on almost everything. It's garlic, onion, turmeric, black pepper, and parsley. And um, again, there's a synergistic effect. So parsley has um, 
uh, quercetin in it that helps absorb the curcumin. There's there's uh, turmeric and black pepper that work in sync, uh, garlic and onion that have anti-cancer properties, and it's just universal. It doesn't. You can you can uh, put it on your cauliflower. People add it to fish, lent. I mean, you can add it into anything. But that's something that's the PM blend, right? Yes. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And again, I'm laughing at just how simple this all is. And it's adding so much Good. wealth to it. You know, like that, that whole saying, the wealth to your health. Yes. By just adding, you know, people are looking for big, huge changes. And yes, one can get there. Not usually overnight. No. Right? <laughs> this is something that you can start doing and that you can add to everything. Like when I started to think about it, the, the Vegetude blend uh, or even the, a lot of people, you start reading about prevention and some spices, turmeric and black pepper are so important. You can add these to your spaghetti sauces. You can add it to your meats, your vegetables. Like you said, your cauliflower, you can make a mashed cauliflower or yep. a cauliflower fried rice, so to speak, and add any of these more savory spices. And it totally gives it a different taste. Yes. It just needs to be mild so that you can do it consistently. Yeah. And so the same, yeah, and the same goes with different key concepts within the um, nutritional protocol, the method, right? So let's take fiber, for example. Everyone now knows fiber is so important. If you and I were standing in front of an audience of a thousand people in a lecture hall, right? Almost everyone is going to raise their hand that they know that it's important. Yes. But I think it's so important that one should check in with their pattern, their nutritional pattern to see what is their average intake? Are they diversifying the different kinds of fibers that they're eating? And that's important. So when I do a diet history on a, on a new patient, right? I'd say nine out of 10 times, they are below 50% of where I'd want them to be. And my patients that I start with, they're usually, they usually have a pretty good diet. They're eating a salad for lunch and at least two different kinds of vegetables at dinner. And they're not coming from a place where they're not eating produce and fibrous foods. If you're, if you're saying that many people really are eating less fiber than they think they are, what do you suggest that they do? One, you know, it sounds like actually take your diet history, write it down because off the top of our head, we guess wrong. Yeah. Uh, but what can people do to increase fiber in their diet? So I believe in a phased approach. I really, really do. I, and my masterclass participants will, will, will attest to this. We really give them information week by week in a way that we have tested that the busiest individual can, can uh, initiate whatever, whatever it is that we are putting in front of them. So for example, I would say start with your day before noon, maybe your breakfast, right? And say to yourself, okay, the target that is given to me is about 10 grams. I want to get about a third of my day's intake um, okay. in the morning. So you start with breakfast. And let's say you have a bowl of um, sprouted oatmeal, right? Um, and you have about four grams of fiber there. Maybe you added a little bit of um, fruit on there. So maybe you've got five and a half grams if you're sprinkling a little bit of fruit. Um, so one of the simplest things what could do, one can do is add a fiber booster. 
A fiber booster would be something like um, chia seeds. A tablespoon would give you five additional grams. Wow. Not only is it giving you fiber, you've got good essential fats. You've got good vitamins in there. It's it's good stuff. Um, Another one could be something like, I have it on my desk. I always have these things. Um, I love show and tell. Um, Basil seeds. Basil Basil seeds are great. You've got seven grams of fiber in a tablespoon. It's easy. It doesn't taste like basil, has a totally neutral taste. Um, it gels very quickly. So if you like the texture of like a chia gel, like a gel, yeah, you can right, add right. a little bit of water and after 60 seconds, boom, it's just, it's, wow, okay. yeah, it's great. So that's something fun that you can add. I also recommend whole hemp seeds for fiber. There's a difference by the way, between whole hemp seeds and hemp hearts. The whole ones are crunchy okay, okay. and that, um, okay. um, that will give you a nice fiber boost as well. Um, do you throw these into smoothies as well? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, or you could use them as a, as a smoothie topping as well. Yes. Right. Right. I call it smoothie ice cream. If I don't do it in the morning, yeah. that was uh, years ago, how I got my son to, to start eating more fruits and vegetables. Oh, it's smoothie ice cream. Yes. But yeah, yes. that's really, that that's fun. Or an ice cream. Yep. And, and flaxseed, ground flaxseed is also a great fiber booster. And again, these all also provide um, some omega-3 fats and, and other good, good nutrients. But that's such a great habit. Like spicing is a habit, fiber boosting is a habit. Um, and that will take you from four, let's say, to 11 grams or 10 grams of fiber, just like that. It also helps modulate your blood sugars. I mean, it's it's all good stuff. Nourishes your gut microbiome, which in turn supports your immune system. A domino effect. And look how great you feel. It's not even 12 o'clock. Right. Wow. And it was simple. That's the key. I can't stress that enough. Simplicity. The hardest job that I have as a dietitian is how do I take this complex information, nutritional science, and simplify it so that the person on the receiving end has the mindset of can do. I feel empowered and I've changed how I think about the power of food. And that comes with education. Right, 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 right. And sometimes a little bit of time too. Yes. But as you were talking about this, especially some of the stories in the master class, is that people get excited about making tweaks to their diet, making changes, especially when they're so simple, yeah. right? And then, you, then when you feel great or you notice some changes, it's uh, like you said, it's a domino effect. A domino effect. I, I am so, so grateful that I, I finally got a hold of you and I got you on the podcast. And I hope the listeners, if you um, have any, you know, questions, I'll, I'll clearly, you can reach out to me at Pretty Wellness on Instagram or all over social media. You, um, you know, I'll definitely connect you to Rachel's work. Obviously, the show notes here, um, I'll have various links to the products we've talked about, her books. Um, And then you can also reach out to her. I'll have her website. I'll have her social media. You know, follow her. Get to know her work more if you don't already. Rachel, do you have anything else that you want to add? If anyone wants to join one of the master classes, we open up a class about eh, every eight weeks. We try to have a a few more, but um, they go really quick. But it's such an opportunity. Eight weeks where uh, my team and I, we hold your hand through the journey of 
teaching you how to integrate with a phased approach, a nutritional method that's sustainable. We give you well, that's the key. Yeah. And you know what? The key is the accountability. I wrote four books and they have great information and it's great to have tips and have information about nutrition, but having a dietitian to work with, whether it be in a group setting or one-on-one is a game changer because that's what brings you to the table. And that's what really allows you to confirm that you're implementing and you're getting feedback and somebody is cheering you on or redirecting. We even offer um, twice within the eight weeks, people get uh, a coaching call from a registered dietitian along with you know them being on the app and and interfacing with me and having live zoom meetings and education and all that kind of stuff is is a game changer um and we made it as affordable as possible for someone to uh, have the opportunity outside of on of one-on-one um I can only right. take so many patients and right, I think right. that it's it's such a that was really the goal how do we make this more affordable something that's uh similar to and one of the scalable and yeah. scalable because the, you know the the more your work is out there the more people want a little bit of access to you and so that is a more affordable way to do it Again, I'm I'm so I'm so happy that we finally got to connect. I'm excited that your information is out there here on the podcast you gave a lot of great, as you say, pinches of preventions, as, as I might say, nuggets of information that people can get excited, learn more, check out the books, check out your work. And as those who've been here on the podcast know, I do end every episode playing what we call the grateful game. Now, if you're new to me, this is a little game and competition that my son and I created when he was nine. Now he's 15, so he plays it differently if he plays at all. <laughs> However, the point was there was that we spent each night before bed talking about what we were grateful for and why. And because he didn't want to go to sleep, oftentimes these were long conversations. But the beauty of it is that every day, as this became a habit, like most habits, you go out in the world and you look, in this case, for things that we were grateful for each day. And I will say as someone who's been through some hardship, you know, and not just, listen, for me, my, my biggest hardship has been my stage four cancer, but everybody's got something, right? And so did this cure my cancer? No, it doesn't. However, it is a mindful technique that I use, like leaning into gratitude, trying to find something during the day that kind of puts a smile on my face. And that does change my energy. And because we've been doing it for so long, it literally is something that comes so naturally to me now. And so I ask you out there to take a moment, wherever you might be, if you're listening to this in your car, if you're taking a walk, wherever you are, to take a moment and think about anything that you're grateful for today and why. And so, Rachel, I'm going to toss it to you. Tell us something that you're grateful for today and why. First of all, I want to say that it's so important to check in with yourself and and have a moment of gratitude. It really centers you. It really helps you on multiple fronts. And I do like to practice gratitude. Um, and I actually sit on on the board for JK Livin uh, with Matthew McConaughey and Camilla Alves McConaughey. And um, gratitude is 
is a huge part. We always talk about gratitude. Everyone who participates in the um, JK Living Foundation after school programming, it's all about gratitude. And I love that. And this just reminded me of that, by the way. So I wanted to give a nod because it is so important and meaningful. I wake up every morning and I think about um, gratitude. And uh, today I woke up thinking about my family. Family is very important to me. Um, I'm grateful for my four children and that they're thriving and um, that, that I that I just I I just love family so much that um, I'm grateful for the closeness that I have and that I'm able to cherish um, health and family and community and that I get to spend time with my family regularly. Uh, so much so that my nieces, my nephews, uh, my sister-in-laws, my three brothers, my mom, I see them weekly. And for that, I'm grateful. Wow. That's that's beautiful. That really is. And I will say that I feel grateful that about family as well, because my family, you know, for those of you who've been listening, you know, I grew up in Minneapolis. My family is actually no longer there, but we're all in different places across the country. And so I love, I'm grateful for technology because while I'm not there and I don't have what you have, I do have the opportunity to connect in different ways. And I'm also grateful that I am married, I married into a wonderful family and they have been. So granddad sometimes drops me off and picks me off up at my appointments because he just wants to be a part of it all. So, um, you know, it, it's really family can be amazing and can really help our lives in so many different ways. And, you know, I'm sure other people have other stories and hopefully, you know, as I know through my journey that having the support, whether it's family, whether it's friends to bring you that joy, to bring you that help, uh, whatever it might be is beautiful. So thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you for being here on this podcast. I really enjoyed our time together and to the listeners, I'm so grateful for you that you come back, that you uh, hopefully enjoy, learn something, you know, take it with you and, and bring it to your friends, family, whoever it might be, so that they can find ways. Because my, I don't know if it's my purpose, but my my true goal with all this is to be able to provide conversations that might be inspiring to some or bring about information that helps you put one foot in front of the other whatever journey you're going through in life and hopefully being able to find a little bit of joy in it. So thanks again for being here and bye for now, everyone. One more thing. I would be so grateful if you'd take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sending you lots of happiness and great health.